right, why don't we all just kind of come together in Toronto and engage in one big mass apology to Kevin Vigio. Kevin Barker, I'll let you, I, I, uh, I'll let you lead it, lead, lead us in the yeah, apology. Yeah, nice try. If you remember correctly on Blair and Barker today, you pretty hard on Mr. Kevin Vigio. No, I, so I, I, I think you should I lead I this. Rem- I don't remember that. Apologize. I don't, I don't remember that. And say you're sorry right now. Takes a big man. It takes a man to know when he was wrong. Say you're sorry. Yeah, but I'm not man enough to say that. Five two, the Blue Jays beating the uh, Chicago the Chicago White Sox tonight in the first of three games at the Rogers Center. All kidding aside, a uh, nice return home for the Blue Jays after a series win in New York. And Kevin Biggio, all kidding aside, a three-run home run, the big blow of the game. Chris Bassett throwing his usual. How many pitches kitchen tonight? Kitchen sink. Yeah, throwing the kitchen sink tonight. And eventually, he, I guess he threw the kitchen sink once too often because he, oh, he took himself out of the game with lower back tightness. But, Kevin, I I, I want to bring – I want you to, to tell the callers, and the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, one triple eight triple six zero five ninety, and indeed the listeners, about your conversation with John Schneider before the game. Yeah, look – I'm going to and be it on- was about Kevin Biggio, I, I, and you were as tough on him as I was. Nice try. I, I, actually, I went up to, to John Snyder, and I said, hey, how, how can I be nice to a 25th and 26th man on a roster in Kevin Biggio? He looked right at me and said, you don't have to be. This is the big leagues. Uh, the leagues has adjusted to Kevin Biggio. It's time for him to adapt and overcome. And I said, well, <laughs> give, me, give me something so I can go on the air and not have to be mean to him. He's like, look, he, he's – his swing right now is not adaptable to how they're trying to get him out, which is elevated fastballs. He's not leveled out his swing. And right now he looks like a 120 hitter. He has to be better. And I said, well, <laughs> explain to me why he's playing today. Well, he said, I got to be honest with you, I like Lance Lynn's curveball against Kevin Biggio's bat path. And I looked at him like he had three heads and he was walking backwards. And uh, guess what he hit out for the three-run homer? A curveball. A curveball. So sometimes that it could have been a little like Schneid, Schneid's could be channeling his uh, his inner khaki. Uh, there, you, you think know? so? You think they got together? Uh, trying to figure a little something out. Give Kevin Biggio credit, right? It's It's been hard for him. It, it, it's, not, it's not lack of effort. It's not that he's not getting in batting cages and trying to figure out how to give himself the best chance to be successful. Look, he ain't a 300 hitter. But the bats have to be better. He's got 39 at bats. He's hitting somewhere around a buck 20. It's not good enough. It's the big right. leagues. Like you gotta, you gotta earn your way here, right? And it's getting to that time where, sort of that first month of the seasons when your manager, your organization is trying to figure out who those guys are going to be to fill in the blanks. They know sort of the superstars, the everyday guys. It's those guys like Kevin Biggio who have to sort of start earning their way onto the team to keep themselves on the team and. The bats have to get better. Good for him. He had a he had a big hit tonight. That's sort of exactly what he needs to to do to be a big leaguer with the Toronto Blue Jays to try and help this team win baseball games. So it's just funny that I that I tried to go up to John and and say, hey, help me out a little bit. Let me go on because there's a lot of hate for for Kevin Bishio. No, I wouldn't we, say we, hate. We, no wrong word. No, I don't think hate. I think anybody hates Kevin Bishio. As a player, they they enjoy watching him. Well, no, but I mean, if it, you know, fans are fans, and critics critics are critics, and I and I, I I think you can criticize a guy's lack of performance. You know, you made the point. It's not like he is. It's not like Kevin Biggio. Whatever Kevin Biggio's future with this organization is, the one thing he cannot say is they didn't give me a chance. There you go. 
It, it, it's well it, said. It, 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 it's one thing. It's one thing he cannot say, regardless, regardless of where this well, goes. Well, the, the manager liking you will only take you so far. Sooner than later, you're going to have to put up. Yes. And I think that's where we're at with Cavan Cavan Biggio was in right field tonight. George Springer was given the night off partially. He did come into the game uh, as a pinch hitter later on. But uh, look, I. I I mean, I'm not going to put words in John Schneider's mouth, but here, here's the thing. It is, uh, what's the date today? It is April 23rd today, and I got to think that 24th. there's. 24th. Holy moly. What, what phone are you God, looking at? Whatever. Anyhow, <laughs> that might explain a few things. It's the 24th. <laughs> I wish it was the 23rd. <laughs> at my age, any extra day at the end of your life is good. I give you no, that. But, uh, no, but, no, listen. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that John Schneider is going to is going to he's going to continue to give Kevin Bidjo some opportunities, but the clock is running down here. You know, Nate Pearson is up here now because because of uh, uh, Adam Simber going on the IL, and yeah, that move was necessitated by the by the IL move. But you you just you kind of get the sense from just spending time around the team that they're in the process. They're in the process of deciding some things. And John Schneider was very clear. The second base position, he wants somebody to grab that position. He wants somebody to grab the cleanup spot as well. And right now, you got to say that Whit Merrifield has grabbed the second base position. Santiago Espinal, he's still obviously going to be a factor in there. Luckily, it appears as if uh, the, the injury he sustained in New York is not serious. He was throwing today. He took grounders. He was throwing with kind of a brace in his hand. The brace is off. They've sent Otto Lopez back to uh, back back to Buffalo tonight, so Cav- uh, Santiago Espinal appears to be clear to go. But yeah, it's you know John Schneider. I don't think I don't think John Schneider wants to go into the third week of May trying to figure out whether or not Kevin Biggio has got a spot in this team. Dare I bring up the record and the standings? I mean, exactly what you just mentioned. The first. First month of the season is sort of the managers trying to figure out the back end of his lineups, the back end of, you know, the 25th, 26th guy, what's that guy going to give you? Do we have to make some adjustments? That's where we're at, right? This is, you know, the Orioles are a decent team. Uh, the, the Rays look unbeatable. Mm. You need to – the Yankees right now look gettable just because of injuries and, you know, Judge has gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. You can right now start to sort of separate if you get all the right pieces – and players in the right spot. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's again. This is if you're going to be a big leaguer, you got to act like a big leaguer and show up like a big leaguer. And this is sort of where you're at with everybody on the team right now. We're on we're on the air until 10:30 tonight. The numbers to call are four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety triple eight triple six zero five ninety star five ninety. Justin and Barry, get us started, my friend. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Well, I just want to say you guys always do a great show. Thank um, you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's all Barker. Yeah. <laughs> Great so just well, you, you don't have to agree yeah. with me. I was, you know, you don't have to yeah. agree with me. But anyhow, go well, ahead. I, I decided to just just to get under your skin maybe a little bit. Well, um, so just to, to jump right into going it. On around here. Anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> so just to jump right into it, um, it wasn't a huge issue tonight, but obviously runners in scoring position are really killing this team. What would you guys think about trading for a second base switch hitter? I know you guys were just going on the topic of uh, second base being lost up, but... And then you guys had mentioned about you know, cleanup spot not being uh, totally locked up either. So if we have is like a set, like a, a second hitter switch right after Springer who can hit left and right. Um, I know you guys have mentioned in previous shows that you you think someone needs to be left hitting in the top three. 
so that would solve it. And then I know Bichette's been a big topic of going to the cleanup spot. So I just want to know what you guys' take was on that. I mean, the, yeah, it, the Bichette going to the cleanup spot thing, I, that's that's clearly not on. That's clear, clearly not on right now. The cleanup spot, you know, look, they're winning games right now. They're getting good starting pitching. They're getting enough offense to win. Yeah. You're right. The runners in scoring position in the New York series and the Houston series. Three for nine tonight. But the runners in scoring position in those series against two really good teams with really good bullpens uh, were not were not what you'd want it to be. But I keep getting back to this. They started slowly in 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 that category in that regard last year, and but having said that, look, uh, there's no Teoscar Hernandez here, and I think maybe. When Teoscar Hernandez was traded by this team for Eric Swanson, Kevin, I think a lot of us thought that before the end of the offseason, the Jays would have another impactful bat here. And I think maybe I have no problem with the Dalton Varsho deal at nope. all. I have nope. no problem with the Dalton Varsho deal. Had to be done. at all. But I think maybe we expected another uh, middle of the order, bad as well. A more impactful middle of the order, bad as well. To come yeah, they don't along. grow whether trees. Or not, though, whether or not they don't grow in trees. No, whether or not it's lefty or righty. I mean, ideally, you'd want a left-hand run producer hitting. Exactly, you'd like a left-handed hitting power uh, run producer. Having, having, you know, have failing that though. At this point, you just like any run producer, right-handed or or, or left-handed. But you can't. I mean, this lineup is this lineup is is what it is right now. And and I don't know, you know. Look, we'll wait and see when we get close to the trade deadline. But I mean, I I, I don't know if if there's any magic magic answer out there in terms of a, a hitter you can drop in the drop into the middle of this lineup. You know, most of the hitters that people think are on the market or will be in the market, guys like Brian Reynolds and that, they're going to cost you a lot in season to get to get them. Um, I just think I, I think they're going to have to find the answer from within here, and maybe you know maybe hope that that. They at the trade deadline add another bat, a complimentary piece. Boy, it would sure help if Dalton Varsho would figure some things out. We talked to him today on the field. He seemed to not worry about a whole lot when it comes to his swing. He was pretty confident about. The He's not worried about a great deal, and, and I don't mean that. I, I don't no, mean, I mean that in a negative way. As it's a guy who's he's a confident dude. I actually told him I'm not sure I could handle you know going through some ups and downs and trying to figure out and eliminate the leg kick and going to a stride separation and then having you know some ups and downs with just trying to put barrel to baseball like he does. I mean, he's pretty good at that, and he sort of laughed that off and said, it's early in the season, let's not worry about it. And Okay, I said, that, that's fine. I think that will help a lot if he can figure those kind of things out, a little bit better rotation and not so much of a push with his, you know, his lower half will help him a ton of to just – I think when he makes contact, it, that'll sort of take care of itself. The bottom of the order, look, Alejandro Kirk had a good season last year. Can he can he duplicate that? That's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. If he drives in 50, 55 runs, that'll help out a lot. I said this last year, May, Bo Bichette got smoking hot, and then some guys filled in the blanks. That's what it's going to take. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Bo Bichette, somebody's going to have to get hot. Dalton Varsho, somebody. I mean, I look, I, I look at this lineup. And I ask myself, all right, when everybody's in there, who would be the cleanup, the possibilities in the cleanup spot? Well, we've already seen Varsho there. Uh, we've seen Chapman there. I, I, I know for a fact the organization would dearly love Alejandro Kirk 
to get it going again. And and maybe he's a guy that, that moves up into that spot. But I think we're just going to have to you know, live with the fact that the lineup, that there's going to be some flux other than the top three, the top three spots. Everybody I've talked to on the field when I'm down there is not real worried about the lineup. They think they're no. going to figure it out. They think that guys are trying to – figure out who they are as hitters. You know, other than the first three guys, sort of four through nine is you're flipping a, a bunch of names against the wall. You know, obviously Chapman and Varsho are sort of back-to-back depending on if it's a lefty or righty. Other than the, the other people, it's sort of you're filling in the blanks. So, I, again, I just think it's a little early in the season. I, we all understand about the runners in scoring position. The better it bats, and one guy gets hot. It takes one big-time bat to get hot. Everybody else will fill in the blanks, and then you'll start seeing them driving baseballs. And They're winning baseball games, and they're not doing a very good job with runners in scoring position. That's to tell you how good this team is. We're hanging our hat off the rotation. All of a sudden, look how good it looks. Mm. Well, uh, and that certainly continued. That certainly continued tonight with uh, with Chris Bassett, who looked awfully good. I mean, Kevin, uh, you know, you, we were we were talking about. I don't know. I don't know how you approach a guy who's got a 93 mile an hour fastball, 91 mile an hour fastball, 69 mile an hour curve. What was the one slider he threw? What, yeah, what, so, what did well, they came in at? Well, you're getting come so in you're at? getting sweepers at 72. You're getting the sinker anywhere from 91 to 93. You're getting the curveball at 69, like you mentioned. The changeups 84, 85. The cutters at 89. The sliders you, at 79. How do you approach that? Especially, you especially as a right-handed hitter. How like, do you, I, like I think you got to eliminate one side of the plate. You got to either get pull happy. I don't think you can t- wait long enough to hit that the other way. I mean, you're eliminating. You're giving one side of the plate until you get two strikes. You're trying to pull it. The way he doesn't give the secondary pitches away. I mean, that's you're talking about 22, 23 mile an hour difference yeah. between the breaking ball and the fastball. I mean, that's elite stuff. He's calling his own game. That that adds another mix to it. And on top of it, you're trying to locate that, execute, do it against good hitters. I mean, he threw 17 strike ones to 27 batters. That's good enough. You're doing that and throwing the breaking ball like you are for strikes. You're getting some called strikes on it, which gets the hitter aggressive enough in the strike zone against that pitch. And it's like you mentioned, uh, trying to square that up is, is almost are, impossible. That's why he's as good as he is. Are called strikes even more important for a guy like him? Absolutely. If, if, if I don't get called strikes, because hopefully if, if a good hitter can just say, I'm going to try and eliminate the secondary stuff and, and get after something a little bit harder. Well, what if he starts throwing him for strikes? Now he's forcing you to swing at it. I just don't know how you square it up. I don't know how you wait long enough. Most hitters aren't good enough to split it in half and think one side of the field they're they're creatures of habit. They're just trying to put barrel to baseball. And the way he adds and subtracts, is if he's as good as he is tonight, you're, it's going to look exactly the way it looks tonight against basically every team he's facing. And hopefully he's okay, he's healthy enough to – Come back and make his start, next start. They got something rolling here with the rotation. Yeah, like, they like really it, do. It's almost like one guy's passing it on to the next guy. Like, well, right? And, and I, I'm giving me six. Uh, next guy's going to give you seven. Like it's sort of that little in in house competition, which is always nice. And tomorrow it gets passed on to Jose Barrios. He'll have the start in the second game of this series, a 707 first pitch. A reminder. Wednesday is a 107 first pitch. It is a matinee. You say Kikuchi will be on the mound for the Blue Jays, and as my friend Mr. Barker said, um, the Jays' rotation has stabilized. And we've got the Seattle Mariners coming in. No more light and candles, well. Jeff. There is. I mean, uh, i I got to find something else to worry about. I, I, I just have to. The lineup, how about, how about I, I, just I watch and have fun? Well, got to have something to kind of worry about. 
I mean, you have to. You don't want to. You, you, you could make. I'm sure you could make something up. I don't want to drown in optimism. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It is Jeff Blair, Kevin Barker, Blue Jays talk. A winning edition of Blue Jays talk. Five two, the Blue Jays beating the Chicago White Sox. A really nice Monday night crowd on hand. Um, we are listening to John Schneider's post-game media scrum right now, and as soon as we get clips from John regarding Chris Bassett, we will pass them on to you again. Chris Bassett took himself out of the game uh, on a 1-0 pitch to uh, Luis. After a 1-0 pitch to Luis, uh, Luis Rob, Robert uh, Robert, he uh, he motioned immediately. As soon as he delivered the pitch, he motioned into the into the dugout, actually motioned towards Alejandro Kirk and then to the dugout. And uh, the word we have from the Blue Jays is he left the game, took himself out of the game with lower back tightness. He certainly didn't appear as he left the field to be concerned. Uh, concerned. He was in the dugout, as a matter of fact. Ben Wagner noticed he was in the dugout for a while, so I'd, it didn't appear as if he, you know, they raced him off for x-rays or anything like that. So, you know, initially you'd have to say that that is uh, – that that is optimistic news. Again, once we hear from John Schneider, we will uh, we will turn turn the clips around, as they say in the business. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Nate Pearson called up today by the Blue Jays. Adam Simber goes in the IL with a rhomboid strain. I think it was a strain. Kevin, do you know where the rhomboid is? Middle of your back. Yeah. Halfway up. Halfway up. And uh, so Nate Pearson coming up from AAA. John Schneider says, uh, told us before the game that the plan for Nate, uh, Nate Pearson seems to be seems to be pretty straightforward. When he does get into games, and they do plan on getting him in games, when he does get into games, it'll be with a clean inning. They might initially look at him as, as being a guy who can give him an inning in a third, maybe an inning in two thirds. Yep. He's not coming in. He's not closing games. not coming in in the eighth inning. Not right, right now, at least. But he does, Kevin, he does have an opportunity here. I mean, he comes up after, what, throwing 64% uh, strike rate of 64% in AAA. Um, he, you know, he's hit, he's hit a hundred. He's sat around 98, 90, 97, 98, 99. So if he can, you know, the question is, can that transfer to the major leagues? Um, but we'll, we'll find out. This is again, you know, this is an opportunity for Nate Pearson and, and Nate Pearson is not a prospect anymore. Nope. He's not a prospect anymore. This is an opportunity to stake your claim to a bullpen job because quite frankly they're they're probably they're probably two or three bullpen spots out there right now they that want are to give you one too oh they would they're love to give, you. to give it to they, you. listen they have invested so much oh, time and energy in no you question. they've invested so much time and energy in nate pearson that you know they would love at some point to see a payoff and they'd like the, that payoff to be something more than simply trade bait yeah, well, uh, look, whenever we saw him coming out of the dugout today and I shook his hand, I, I just can't remember how, that he was that big. That's the first thing I'd re- when I saw him, I was like, holy moly, you're, you're, you, you, you've are you're gotten bigger. Or I just don't remember you because you haven't been around in a while. I, I, I will say this. I, I think the one thing you can say about Nate Pearson is he's earned it. Yes, uh, up correct. Until, up until this correct. point, he had not. They were giving him a job just because he's a prospect, and you know his dad came on our show and said he was going to throw 110 miles an hour. That that's basically why they gave it to him. This time he's earned it, so he can hang his hat on that. He should be confident enough to be able to go on that mound and say fastball to a fastball hitter and a fastball count. Here it is, and 
Hopefully takes it and runs with it. All right, we'll go back to the phone lines in a minute, but we do have John Schneider talking about Chris Bassett and uh, the decision to take Chris Bassett out of the game. John, I imagine with the way Chris is pitching, the last thing you'd want is some, to see something that interrupts his role. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened with his back there and how did he look to you before that? Yeah, his back, it's just kind of like lower back tightness. Um, the fact that he was kind of hanging in the dugout after was encouraging. Um, but before that, I thought he was kind of just his usual self. You know, the double from Vaughn, um, kind of the only really hiccup. Uh, I thought his sweeper was good. You know, he's got the kitchen sink, but I thought he was really efficient. I thought he really mixed his pitches well and kind of just a typical Chris Bassett outing. You know, he was kind of keeping him off guard, taking advantage of, you know, their aggressive approach. Um, I thought he was outstanding tonight. I know it's early. Is there any sense if the, the, t the back tightness might impact his ability to make his next start? Uh, we'll see. We'll see how he comes in tomorrow and just kind of take it uh, day by day. But again, I think the fact that he was in the dugout is, is a good sign. As John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, a reminder the Jays do have an off day on Thursday uh, before the Seattle Mariners come in town. So, I, I mean, I haven't sat down to look that. I guess they could probably – I mean, you don't want them to miss a start. You don't, I, no. I suppose they could fiddle around with some things. Uh, but uh, there's Give really him credit. I mean, he called out the manager at the right time. Yes. You know, he's been around long enough to know his body better than anybody else. And whenever you feel something, you want to make sure you're in there for the long haul, right? You don't want to miss his – a couple of starts. If you have to miss one, you only miss one. You don't miss a couple. And good for him to call the manager out. I'm with John. Like he, the way he adds and subtracts, I just, I mean, if he can continue to throw the secondary pitches, the sweeper, the breaking ball, the slider, the different movements. I mean, he can get lefties and righties out. That's a nice little mix. Now all of a sudden you got all kinds of different things to throw at all kinds of different teams, right? Mm -hmm. Every guy's got something different. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. The Blue Jays, 5-2 winners over the Chicago White Sox tonight at the Rogers Center. The first of a three-game series, first of a six-game homestand. We will take a break and come back, get you caught up with all the scores and standings. And, yes, we will go back to the phone lines. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. My right side was just kind of tight all game. It was not like one pitch where I grabbed me, nothing like that. It's, it was in the bullpen warming up. Um, and it was just, all right, let's get to 100 pitches, um, and we're, we're good to go. Like, I was not – never felt, again, threat kind of thing of an injury the whole game. It was just that long last inning where they had a mound visit and stuff like that. It just never got like, – it got even like, a little bit more, more tight, I would say. Um, and then I yanked that one change up, and I was like – I. I I would either have to like really get out there and extend um, to know where the ball's going, or it's like, all right, this is just let's just be smart and not do something stupid right here. So I just erred on the side of caution a little bit and said, all right, that's, that, my time's done. That's Chris Bassett talking about his decision to take himself out of the game tonight—a 5-2 win for the Blue Jays—and you know, I think it's safe to say that Chris Bassett had done had done his job up to that point. And, Certainly it doesn't sound as if that lower back injury is, is anything in the way of an issue uh, for the Blue Jays. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. You can download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games, 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, Kevin, are the Tampa Bay Rays going against the odds right now? They won again tonight, 8-3 over the Houston Astros. 
14 home games they've won to start the season. And if you get a chance, take a look at the catch Wander Franco made, the behind-the-back barehanded catch. <laughs> That uh, or over the back barehanded catch that uh, that Wander Franco made today. Uh, as a result of that, the Rays are continuing to set the pace in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not just not just the the American League East, but as we look at the AL East standings right now, the Mariners are leading. They are twenty and three. Kevin, they've got twenty wins already. Twenty wins. They're playing at an eight seventy clip. Mm-hmm. Their run differential is plus 93 already. The Baltimore Orioles, they've won seven in a row. Again, beating the Boston Red Sox tonight. The Orioles are 15-7. and seven. The Blue Jays are 14-9. and nine. The Yankees, they are 13-9. Boston, we mentioned, is 12-12. 12 and 12. The Yankees are currently playing the Minnesota Twins right now in Minnesota. The Orioles beat the Red Sox. Uh, so, Kevin, uh, I mean... The division's going to be a bear, and Tampa Bay. Listen, twenty and three. You can go on it. You can go on a two-week skid. You can go on a two-week skid, and you're still going to be okay. That that's that's remarkable. I never thought I'd. I just never thought I'd. Qu- see, question is, can there be five teams that finish over five hundred? It's never happened before. I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers. That you know, the only thing is, there's fewer divisional games this year. I don't know if that means anything with the balanced schedule. I can't listen. I can't see the Red Sox finishing 500. The four other teams don't surprise me. I, I, you know, I don't know if the Orioles. I don't think the Orioles will make the postseason, but I didn't think the Orioles are going to be a pain. We're going to disappear off the face of the earth either. Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think. I think they're. They've got Tough some out. really good players. They they've do. got some really good players. Athletic. They're almost at the point where their top end talent matches up with most teams' top end talent. Figure that rotation out. Figure if. Grayson Rodriguez, you know, if he can keep it together, if they can get one of those guys they brought in this year to mm-hmm. to, to step up. Um, and I'll tell you what, the other thing about the Orioles, their minor league system is so deep that if they got to make a move, sure, they're more than capable of making a move. VJ in Toronto, I want you to uh, take us home. You want to talk about the Jays' cleanup spot. Yeah, uh, just driving back from the game with my uh, son and his friend. They both just turned 13. Say hi, guys. Awesome. Happy, uh, happy birthday. birthday. It was a great game to watch. I just had one question about um, why you'd have Chapman batting fourth when he's got the best OPS on the team. Wouldn't you just want him up more often in the game? I mean, he crushed two balls tonight, looked really good, and it all worked out. But I was just wondering why you'd have someone like Varsho batting with a 600 OPS when you got Chapman behind him. You just want more at-bats, I would think. Um, second question that I'll hang up is, I don't know if you guys know the answer, but why don't they show more replays on the screen? they got this beautiful screen in the stadium, and it just basically has static images on it. Anyways, that's my comment. I uh, appreciate you guys. I'll hang up. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about the replays. Uh, yeah, we'd have to ask somebody I don't to, know. to get the answer to that. I, I mean, I, I haven't noticed it that much, but. Yeah, I think right. I think riding on the mound most of the time, other than the last cut, the the couple of games that they were just coming off of when John moved around Chapman against the righty and put Varsho in the five hole. I think when George Springer's not playing, they're not going to mess around. They're just going to move guys up, right? That'd yeah. be Bo leading off, Laddy sitting second, Varsho against the righty. When he typically, if Springer's in there, he's hitting cleanup. I just don't think they want to mess around with it, right? It's again, this is early in the season. They seem to have a lot of confidence in Dalton Varsho to figure it out. They think he's gonna that stride separation be a little bit better getting off the backside and driving down through baseballs. They think he's gonna make some adjustments. So 
I mean, they're winning too. I think it's real hard, right, when you're winning yeah. and, and you know, to, to mess around. And, well, write, and, he, and, again, I don't think they have a ton of options. No, and here's the thing. I mean, Matt, Matt Chapman, Matt Chapman is having a no, – he's not having a career year. It's not even a month. But Matt Chapman's year is off to a good start, a real good start. It and is. Matt Chapman's a free agent, and I think you're kind of obligated. You're obligated to right now, given the way he's hitting – kind of do whatever he's comfortable with. I'm not saying you make the whole lineup around him, but I think if you're John Schneider, it's one thing that's working. You, you know, you don't you don't want to fool you don't want to fool around with it. And but I think it's Kevin Kevin made this point in spring training VJ. I just had, they just don't have it. They don't have a cleanup hitter. They don't. They don't. And nope. Much as this month has been about seeing who's going to win the second base spot, seeing what's going to settle out in the bullpen, I think you could also make the case that uh, John Schneider's going to give these two guys, Varsho and Chapman in particular, uh, a run at this position and, and, and see where it goes. Because he's got no – it's not like he's got a ton of options. It's not like he's got a ton of options. I think he's going to do moving some around some guys to make sure they're – you know, you're playing the hot hand. He's came on our show and said that. I'm going to play the hot hand. It's sort of – he's married to one, two, and three. Everybody else, yep. if you're hot, you're going to move up to whatever spot you're going to move up to. And Good for them. How about that? There you go. 5-2, the Blue Jays beating the Chicago White Sox the first of three games. Game two of the series is tomorrow night at 7.07. Mr. Barker and myself will be back for Blue Jays talk tomorrow night following the game. As always, Blair and Barker, you can hear us on Sportsnet 590, the fan, from 10 to noon Eastern. You can see us on Sportsnet 360. See the same time from 10 to noon Eastern as uh, we will take a deeper dive into tonight's win talk a little bit more about nate pearson and uh get you set for uh for the second game of this series don't forget by the way wednesday again i'm going to keep reminding you wednesday is an afternoon game so for all of us here thank you for listening to blue jays baseball brought to you by crown rust protection marvel studios guardians of the galaxy volume three is coming to theaters may 5th and to celebrate crown canada's number one rust protection well they're offering a special spring promotion inspired by the movie Visit crown.com for details and see Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 only in theaters May 5th.